Silver Motion Podcast. Imagine that. Yeah, who would have thought? Uh, it's the, uh, the podcast of uh, of the Silver Motion website. Hey, yeah. new things I've never said before. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. I, we, we could try doing an old episode. Just we could try, you know. Yeah. Make another episode of some movie we've already watched. <laughs> <laughs> try to recreate. It's like a reboot of yeah. an old episode. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Re- redo this whole yeah try to hit try to hit the same beats right, you know right. but but uh in a better more updated fresh way <laughs> <laughs> uh no but today's episode we're going to talk about the 1984 horror classic uh the iconic a nightmare on elm street directed by wes craven uh yeah and apparently introducing Johnny Depp. Yes, this is his first movie. Yeah, I did not expect that. Yeah, a lot of, of horror movies of this era. Horror movies in general are a good breeding ground for young talent, and uh, a lot of horror movies from this specific era boast, like, oh, this is fucking Johnny Depp in his early role, and right. there's like... Uh, I don't know. All kinds of people just started out in some shitty horror movie, and now they want to forget <laughs> that they were in it. Because not all of them are at the level of prestige as this movie yeah, is. Yeah, I imagine Johnny Depp isn't too upset about being in this movie. No, I would imagine he's fine with it. I don't know when... He was in a TV show called 21 Jump Street, too, and I don't know when... I don't, that was probably after this, hmm. but it was in the 80s so right around then. yeah so i don't know that it was before this or after this but i'm pretty sure it was after around the same time hmm. but uh anyway so this movie big cultural icon yeah um that you've never seen i've never seen but uh, I imagine you have some kind of knowledge of freddy right right it was kind of going into it i was a little thinking like oh this is probably gonna be like showing someone alien for the first time like there's you know it's yeah you're gonna know oh like, you like you know what the alien looks like and sh- yeah shit you're like gonna that. you're gonna know like that you're gonna know sigourney weaver is the main character yes, gonna, yes, like, yes. And, and that kind of for alien specifically that's gonna completely change the experience yeah at least for someone's first time watching it like right in the modern day yeah yeah for sure you know, somebody born long after it was made is just gonna yeah be aware of it, and so it's it's kind of like this, but 
I don't think it really does much for this because it's pretty clear right off that it's about dreams, and that's really kind yeah. of a big thing. Is like, oh, he's some dream monster, is kind right. of, and it's like, oh, I, that's gonna like spoil something. But it very quickly just. No, I mean, it, yeah, like the beginning of the movie is a fucking dream. <laughs> like, yeah, so it very quickly just dives right into that concept. It's not like a reveal or anything. Really. No, it's just yeah, they don't they they. This movie doesn't waste a lot of time in terms of just, uh, you know, it's not like halfway through where you're like, oh shit, <laughs> he's in their fucking dreams. <laughs> like, no, that's right up front, and they just right. get down to it pretty much. Yeah, and and I appreciate that. That's... I imagined you would. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of just downtime in the movie of just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Right. So that's nice. Waiting that's for dreams, just sleeping footage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could imagine this movie having gone horribly wrong in, in that kind yeah. of a fashion. Yeah, well, it, uh, there is a remake, so perhaps... <laughs> perhaps we can see it gone horribly wrong. If you, if you wanted wrong. to see it going horribly wrong. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it if it's as bad as I imagine it to be. But It's a remake of an 80s classic, How Could It Go Right? You know, right, it's, right. Yeah, it's just, it can't be too great. Right. <laughs> Although I'm sure it has its fans. You never know. Yeah, you, know, you never know. <laughs> so, but you know, you knew Freddy was a dream monster. You, I mean, everybody knows fucking Freddy at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I probably knew Freddy more so than the name Nightmare on Elm Street. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's kind of become, he's the identity of the series more so than the title of the series in a way. Yeah, I would imagine that like... That even kids now know who Freddy is. I don't know that it's true, but my continuing series of of uh, uninformed what kids know now. <laughs> but I, I I feel like Freddy is just a part of the culture. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine how he wouldn't be because uh, people still dress up as Freddy during Halloween time. Yeah, I and mean, it's just he's got a real iconic look to him with the whole striped sweater claw glove and yeah. hat and mutilated good name face. freddy yeah. freddy yeah, krueger freddy krueger yeah <laughs> it is a very good name for it. it's like it's yeah. both like normal and easy to remember but at the same time like krueger is just kind of yeah weird, it's a really creepy. cool name wes craven got the name from his uh his school days there was a, a bully that fucking <laughs> beat him up or made fun of him or whatever and so he took the name and made it uh put it on this guy his this fucking <laughs> villain <laughs> hey there you go it was a good name for that yeah so cultural icon freddy big time horror movie lot, not a lot of horror movies reach the the big time Right, right. Where, like, mainstream people have seen it. This is one of those movies where, not so much the sequels, but, but this movie, I feel like a good majority of people, especially in the 80s, right, saw this movie and enjoyed this movie. And yeah, I, I can see why. It's, it was pretty solid. <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's a good movie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of... 
I enjoyed it. Were I had you fun. were you nervous going in? You thought like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I was a little worried about whether it was going to just be boring or yeah, not. And I'm like, okay, let, let's let's hope the crazy outweighs the sitting there waiting for people to die. And yeah, and it, it kind of it does. It doesn't really like give you a lot of that. Just whole oh, they're wandering around and. Right, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much... It it does a little bit of that. A little bit. But it's not, it doesn't overload it or anything, it's just... But even, like, like the moments when it does, like, at the end, when she's, she goes in the dream, and she's, like, going downstairs in her house, and you could argue, like, oh, she's just walking around, but (laughs) then she goes into that fucking basement and then she opens another door and now she's in freddy's fucking like industrial complex right like that's cool that's like a cool like whoa shit it's a dream (laughs) i don't know so i feel like it it does interesting things with the right it's it's never just sitting around even when they're running from him or something there's something going on yeah to to engage with it's and it's not just like oh we're just sitting around doing nothing. Oh, what was that noise? Oh, it's just, I mean, there's a little bit of that where it's... A little bit, but... It never just does it in this constant, kind of just never-ending stream of just right. fake jump scares. and Which is why it's a popular movie, I think. Yeah, yeah it, and, it's and just... why I chose it. It what? balances that much better than some other movies do, so... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good... It, uh, well-liked for a reason. <laughs> No, but that's why I I thought it would be a good movie for you to watch because I feel like uh, you wouldn't necessarily have watched this movie just based on, ah, it's a popular horror movie. It's probably shitty. And uh, I I wanted to challenge that and say, no, this is a a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I will say none of the jump scares were very scary. It was... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they just kind of every time it happened, I'm like, "Oh, hey, Freddy, what's up?" Like it's just kind of <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it is most of the time, anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes the jump scares would get you though. In the theater, definitely, it's more. Uh, yeah, maybe that's more of a. It's just like more. Uh, you know, you're more in, sucked in, and so it's like loud and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just like I usually think like when there's jump scares, they will sometimes like get me just in a surprise way of like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Right. But, well, I mean that's kind of basically how it is. Yeah, and it's just this one. It's just none of the jump scares were ever surprising. It was. Oh, okay. It was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even blink. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah, I would say on the whole, jump scares are not. Uh, the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever. Sometimes they can be fun. There's a good one in the Resident Evil games where the, the, these fucking dogs jump through the window. <laughs> it's like the my my go-to moment for jump scares. That that's like a good, mm. <laughs> effective jump scare. But uh, in movies, like I don't know, I watch this movie and it, I'm not like freaking out. Oh shit! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. They just happen, you know. I'm like usual with horror movies. I don't see, like, I don't watch it as horror-ish. Or yeah, I'm not less just like, oh, it's getting spooky. I'm just like, oh, what crazy shit's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, for like the first, I don't know what, maybe 10 minutes, there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and so I was like, so you know, for the very first part, I was just like, oh, this is going to be one of those movies and nothing's going on. And, and then suddenly the girl's floating in midair, just bleeding right. everywhere. And I was like, oh. <laughs> this is new. <laughs> this is yeah. different. Let's see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty, pretty striking scene. She's floating around upside down and stuff. Yeah, kind of pulled all over the place by by Invisible <clears throat> Freddy. Yeah, there's definitely some good effects work in this. The weird like gravity manipulating stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> like For I'm sure. not sure how they got her flopping around in midair like that, but. Well, I can tell you, but, wire I, work, but I, I like to uh, leave it, if you don't know, it's kind of good not to know. Yeah, I was just like, oh, hey. <clears throat> and there's the one where the, and, and I'm not sure, because Evil Dead, or at least the second Evil Dead, I think it was, kind of did this with the, just the blood just spewing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was, I'm not sure when they compare, they were around the same time, I would think. The first Evil Dead is 81. The second one is 87. 87? Okay, so that would have come and, a little after And this. this movie actually features Evil Dead 1 a little bit. Oh, is that one of the movies they were watching? <laughs> yeah, she was watching Evil Dead on the TV. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I don't know if, if they're buddies, but they're definitely, like, Wes Craven enjoyed the first one, and so he did a little homage in there. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I so, just yeah this, is, this is Evil Dead Two, I think, is the one where he chops his hand off. That is the one. And the hand just kind of, like, sprays blood all over him for, like, his ocean of blood comes out of his... Yeah, it goes into the wall, and then he shoots the wall with the uh, the shotgun a few times, and then he's like, ah, I gotcha. <laughs> and then there's a beat where it's just, like, nothing happens, and then it just fucking sprays him <laughs> in the face for a, a God knows how long, a long ass yeah. time. Yeah, there was kind of that scene where the guy gets sucked into the bed, and then the... Yeah. In, in the, Nightmare on Elm Street here is there's a scene that was just like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like the evil day. I'm like, God, which one would have come first? I don't know. They'd been right around the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. 84, 87. not too far apart. So, not too far apart. But, yeah, that one I could kind of, I was like, oh, geez, they they've must have the room upside down because it was like flooding the ceiling and it was yeah i was like dang how'd they get all this shit to just like stay on the like, it was like glued every freaking thing onto the ceiling <laughs> yes <laughs> like, that's uh that's a way that's how they do things like, like that dang they must have did some work there i think there's a jacket hanging on the freaking chair like upside down apparently <laughs> yeah that's the the magic movie magic yeah that's uh yeah so. There's a few movies like that where they had they built a room like that. Uh, there's one that I can think of that uh, I was thinking of maybe watching, yeah. <laughs> so I won't say what it is. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the uh, the upside down room effect I thought was done very well. Just yes, I love those. Yeah. Just how much little details were still in the room of. Right, right. It was just like, oh man, they had to go and glue all that shit down or bolt it to the ground or whatever to make right. it like work that way i was like dang they really worked their butts <laughs> off on this one jeez yeah it's it's pretty cool it's it's kind of a simple effect you know you just you know glue everything down or whatever and then turn the camera upside down but uh it really is an effective little camera yeah. trick and i think they must have been tilting the room a bit too because there's some point where the 
blood on the ceiling starts flowing in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It was like, wow. So just watching that scene, I was just like, wow, I did a really awesome job with that. It's pretty cool, yeah. Good old, good old FX work. Movie yeah. magic. Ah. And see, the, I don't, uh, the, 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 the new one is a remake, so maybe it has a scene like that. And I wonder if they, if they, uh, they built just the room or, or just CG'd the shit out of it, you know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how exactly you would CG that, but I guess like you would CG anything else, just yeah. make a fake room and I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm kind of curious to watch the new one, but I mean the new one, it's probably almost ten years old at this point. <laughs> but but uh I don't know that I'm curious enough <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So yeah, the movie looks very good in in general to sum up. Yeah, it does have good effects. Freddy Freddy looks good. Yeah. Would you say Freddy's yeah. uh, makeup and stuff? Very uh, seamless. You don't really see the costume as a costume. It's no, he just yeah, he's he's Freddy. Yeah, he's just he's there. <laughs> he, he bleeds maggots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't. I I I get confused because I've seen a number of these, you know, over the years, mm. <laughs> many times. And so there's there's something. One of these movies has where they show his fucking skin and it's like got faces and shit. Mm-hmm. And that must. I thought it was in the first one, but apparently mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> must be later because when he like lifts up his shirt, it's kind of just kind of normal. Yeah, and they just show him get that cut. Where the yeah. that fucking juice and the maggots and stuff come out, but yeah, it must be in one of the other ones. But Freddy in this one is is a little bit more reserved than he gets in the other ones too. Where where uh, I don't remember him cracking too many jokes. <laughs> he becomes more of a of a character, more of a jokester and stuff in in the later ones. But in this one, hmm. he's he's t- he he has a few, I believe, but. Yeah, he's more of a mystery in this one. Of, yeah. Which I guess is where you want to start with a horror movie anyway. Is, yeah, yeah. Because you got to find out more about this thing as it goes. <laughs> they do become more, I don't want to say horror comedies, but because but, uh, they're not really, but but Freddy definitely brings his own brand of, of <laughs> humor that is enjoyable. Yeah, there was some weird goofy line about it and was like this is god or something weird like that <laughs> yeah yeah it was it's like kind of the only thing you can think of that might be kind of just weird goofy humorous but i just i think of that because i'm um you don't really get like robert england playing freddie you don't really get a sense of him he's more of he's like this entity in this movie where you right. kind of see him, but, and he kind of, he says a few things, but um, the Freddy that is the cultural icon is not really uh, developed yet. <laughs> yeah. And so it's weird to me because they all kind of run together at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, I've seen this one more than any of them, but I don't know. I just, I thought, like, oh, is any, <laughs> like, uh, He's not the. He's not as Freddy in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I know it's it can't be the second one, so it must be the third one because the second one is weird. The second one goes on a totally different sort of track hmm. in a unique way, which is either good or bad depending on the person uh, that you talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I was uh, kind of found the movie to be funny anyway. Yeah, there were, there were parts that just had me laughing. So, I can't think of any specific comedy. So is I it think, unintentional or? I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it wasn't like something done bad. It was just like the situation was just kind of funny to me. But like what? Uh, the the main one I'm thinking of is there's at some point where the main girl is like tucking in her mom into bed and her mom's like drunk and just going off yeah the mom is funny with all those and, fucking vodka bottles yeah and it's just like it's just like okay it's like it's good night da, da, da. and then the mom just whips out this giant fucking vodka bottle and in bed and i'm just like oh my god like it's just busting up with that it's just like really like right there yeah, no, that mom is fucking nuts with those vodka bottles. <laughs> yeah, she, it's it is to the point of comedy at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was constantly just busting up with her <laughs> weird. Like at the, at the very end too, she has some weird line. It's like, well, they say any night you can't remember is when you bought them. <laughs> like, and right. she's just all happy and cheerful. <laughs> like, it's like it's all uphill from here. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, they're like, she's fucking no help at all in this movie at all. She's just this fucking drunk that is uh, putting up roadblocks for the the main character to have to overcome in addition to Freddy. Yeah. So. And uh, so yeah, there were. I want to say there were some weird things like that earlier on that weren't yeah. involving her because it's like the drunk gets more and more absurd as the movie goes right. on. Yeah, no, like it early does. on you don't even know she's drinking really. And right. Then, like, right. then they kind of have this confrontation about it, and then just from there it just keeps snowballing into more and more absurdity. Yeah, she smashes that one <laughs> vodka bottle, and then you see her with multiple other ones later, and says, "Man, she's got like there's one in the fucking laundry closet or <laughs> yeah, whatever." That was, that was another. Oh shit, his mom. His mom just pulls a fucking vodka bottle hidden <laughs> in the goddamn closet. Just starts chugging right there in the hallway. Yeah, mama's uh, got her stash. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I, I, I did find it to be a very humorous <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, that's all by design, I believe. Especially that mom stuff. I can't think of the... I'm trying to think about if the dad john saxon if he has anything that's funny revolving around him the cop guy you know yeah i don't think, I don't think so i but didn't really notice anything just goofy going on with him but there is the the when like she tells him at the end like okay fucking come and uh like come in 20 minutes or whatever and then he tells the other guy like okay just watch my house <laughs> and then that guy's just watching like well, i don't know yeah I guess I should go get him now. <laughs> yeah, and it's like well past the point of, oh shit, <laughs> go fucking get him. <laughs> it's like, well, she's breaking windows. That's eh, probably not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's funny. Uh, there is a fair amount of comedy in this. Yeah. Can't remember too much of the earlier stuff. There were, there were a few parts <laughs> earlier in the movie that had me laughing, but. <laughs> 
yeah, it was, uh, overall there was just a lot of weird stuff going on that was interesting to see what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they, they do a lot of, Freddy does a lot of cool things, and that's part of the thing of this whole series is what, like, it kind of devolves into like, okay, what's Freddy going to do in the next one? Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> they kind of get shitty and then you just kind of hope, like, oh, well, at least hope, uh, you can hope that Freddy does something cool. <laughs> but he does a lot of cool stuff in this first one. Yeah. The the one that really sticks in my mind is when he puts his fucking arms out at the... And that's towards the beginning, one of the first things that you see. Yeah, I think that's some weird, iconic moment. Because I'm pretty sure when that popped up, I'm like, oh, I've seen this somewhere. Like yeah. some image of it or something online. Or some some cultural osmosis put that image in my head somewhere. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I kind of expected more out of that. Like, oh, he's got these big long arms. What's he gonna do? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> just go. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's just gonna keep chasing her. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, he's the dream master, so he can do anything he wants. But it's it's. Uh, I feel like in that moment, he's he's trying to build the fear. Right. Right. And so. Because dreams can be, uh, you know, a scary thing if you have a nightmare or whatever. And I feel like he's the uh, the master of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, well, in some ways, I kind of, like, at the end of the movie, I just kind of, like, lost some respect for him. Because he's just getting his ass beat by this little girl. And I'm just like, ready. <laughs> well, at that point, he's been drawn into the <clears throat> real world. So he's not... He's not the dream mess. He's not in his element. He's in the real world, so he doesn't know how to fucking how to live in the real world. Yeah, it's just it was just kind of like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> like just the it's like all of a sudden you get like five minutes of him just getting wailed on. I'm like, dude. <laughs> but he's in the real world though. He can't, and that's why like the whole movie, um, kind of plays with is it a dream? Is it not a dream? And there's there's moments where it's like okay, I'm pretty sure this is a dream, and then they, like, there's one part where she asks Johnny Depp, like, don't fucking let me go to sleep, or don't, make sure to wake me up if I have a nightmare or whatever, and then so she is then walking outside the house, and you think, like, okay, well, it's totally a dream, and then she's, like, talking to Johnny Depp, and he's outside with her, so you think, oh, maybe it's not a dream, maybe they're just walking around, um, but anyway, it's, it, it never goes from like okay now it's a dream until that end part when it specifically shows you like okay this is she's fucking going to sleep now she's in a dream because they want to make sure that people know yeah that she's pulling him out of the dream and now they're in the real world right right and there there's a lot you could like debate onto what is a dream and what isn't yeah and so there's yeah so there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on there and i kind of like i kind of want because the ending is so vague yeah that i kind of wanted to like see the second movie just to see if it gives any explanation of yeah because it kind of ends and it's just like okay well i still now have no idea if she died in the dreams or if her well she comes back <laughs> she does not come back in part two, though. Okay. So. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be 
there's a couple like at first I thought like oh well maybe this entire movie has just been one dream yeah and it's all just been her this whole time and then like an interesting way to have done the second one would have been to just be like oh here's these the the other three main guys who her friends who yeah died at various courses in the movie and just have them be like running around and just be like oh dude she died what's going on like they were never like it was uh, all just her dreaming right. of them dying and that's a cool idea and like take it out of that and then just have the second movie still keep most of the same cast and just yeah. be like what the hell happened to her we don't know and then they kind of have suddenly they have no idea what they're up against yeah and but the well, audience shit. has a bit I was you like, oh, that would have been a cool sequel. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't do it. I was, you know, I didn't expect that to be the actual right. next movie. But I was like, oh, that would have been an interesting way to take it. Oh man, you should have wrote the fucking sequel, <laughs> Jesus. Like, go back to 1985 or whenever that sequel came out, and <laughs> be like, hey, Wes, got an idea. <laughs> well, he's not involved after the first one. Mm. I don't. He might have produced some of the other later ones, but, but. Uh, he only made this first one and then what is a, not the last one, but basically the last one, mm. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Okay. I was wondering if there was a connection to that because I'd heard of that movie yeah. as being just Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And when I saw this one, I was like, oh, Wes Craven directed this. This is a nightmare movie. I wonder if that's related to that. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the last Freddy movie. But even that is um, – there's still – things after there's freddy versus jason that comes after that mm. but uh at that point it's just kind of the series going off the rails and <laughs> yeah but new nightmare is is a totally different take on it and kind of mm. in the like because west craven directed scream which is like the the beginning of the end for modern horror <laughs> basically because it's very self-aware and like all mm. the characters are horror movie fans. Do you know anything about Scream at all? Um, a little bit. So the, I mostly just know it's the dude in black with the mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, like, calls all, people in the house and yeah, he calls them. Like, oh, himself. he's in the house with us this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, to go back, one of the early earliest slashers, Black Christmas, is basically like a guy calling people, and he ends up being in the house with them. So it's not a new idea, but <laughs> but the the new part of of Scream is that all of the people have are horror fans, and so they know all the tropes, and so they're existing in this horror movie while also being aware of all the tropes of the horror movie, and sort of it's this self aware sort of meta horror movie mm. that is, in my opinion, the beginning of the downfall <laughs> of horror movies, and whether that movie that first movie is good or not you know whatever it's all right but it's uh horror movies were not the same after that <laughs> yeah, cuz that was a big deal when it came out yeah, I remember that, that was fucking huge. huge thing that's what re revitalized like horror movie for teenagers and stuff like, cuz horror movies had kind of died not die i mean there was always horror movies but just in terms of being a giant money right. maker for you know like like this movie was huge and a lot of movies during the fucking friday the 13th series and halloween series were all going at this point and yeah. they were a big business and so there wasn't really things like that in the mm -hmm. early to mid 90s until scream 
came back. But anyway, New Nightmare is before Scream, and it's also kind of this self-aware meta hmm. movie where they're making a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, <laughs> and then Freddy is actually real, though, and <laughs> so he's, like, assaulting the members of the cast and shit. Hmm. And it sounds stupid, but it's fucking cool. Like, it's <laughs> it's a really well-done sequel. Um, but I haven't seen it in many years, so I can't say why it's cool. But <laughs> I just remember it being dope. Um, and f- certainly better than <laughs> those <laughs> later-end shitty uh, movies. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Wes yeah. Craven. He's a big name. He's a big name. I, I was thinking about him um, and, like, how he's one of those names of horror that people know. Like, you know his name. Yeah. And yeah. you probably haven't seen any of his movies. Yeah, I have no idea what. I mean, maybe there's something I'd saw, seen at some point and not really thought about it or known about it. Yeah. But. He's pretty much just horror movies. So, I mean, he has. He, there's one movie in there that's like a. Yeah. drama but I, I imagine this is a kind of a, a pen name of his no I believe that's his name that's his actual name <laughs> I think it's his, his real name <laughs> if I'm not like sure born to <laughs> make horror movies or something yeah like I didn't like I remember s- telling you that I didn't think Clint Eastwood's name was his name but that's his fucking name I looked it up and I'm pretty sure that Wes Craven is his name as well wow. But yeah, he's, yeah, it's like the perfect name for yeah. a horror director. <laughs> it sure is, it sure is. But it might be a, a fake name. I honestly yeah. don't know. But I, I, I want to say it's his real name. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, he's uh, he's an icon. Yeah. Specifically because of this, but also because of other movies that he made before this and after this. But mm-hmm. Scream and. Stuff like that being the biggest ones, but his his two big movies before Nightmare are Last House on the Left, his first movie, and the movie his second movie, uh, Hills Have Eyes, which oh, are both I... like huge. Was that one remade or something? Cause I I... Both of them were remade. Okay, because I want to say it was like the Hills Have Eyes was some like recent, relative, yeah. Like, there was yeah movie. during those those two thousands era remake all the horror movies time. It was one of them. They remade both of those movies, uh, as well as Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, both of those movies super low budget, huge hits, and then eventually he worked his way up to Nightmare, but. Uh, he also directed the Swamp Thing movie before oh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. There we go. <laughs> that one I might want to watch someday. Yeah, I, I definitely. I've seen. I've either seen it or seen parts of it or whatever. I know I saw at least part of it when I was a kid <laughs> and enjoyed it. But it's one of those movies that I think he wanted to make rated R, but they, they uh, cut it up after he made it and then released it. PG-13 or what. Mm-hmm. I don't know if PG-13 wouldn't have been around back then, so PG. Huh. wonder if uh, some surviving director's cut or something. I think it survives. Like, I think people have made their own because it came out somewhere with uh, extra footage, but I don't think it's, like, officially mm-hmm. released 
at least not in the U.S., but I could be wrong. I don't know. That would be interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, I do want to revisit that one. There's also low-budget sequels that I w- would like to revisit as well. <laughs> yeah, that's such a weird one, just being like a superhero but not a superhero. Yeah. And some comic book character that's kind of fits into the superhero world sort of yeah i don't remember anything about the movie like i don't know if they if they tried to make him more of a superhero style like toxic toxic avenger or something like that or or if he's just uh doing swamp thing thing things like the uh like he does in the comics that i don't really know about or yeah i've read a little bit of the comics when and specifically stuff that was by alan moore yeah so those were very weird and not superhero-y and but they kind of were in the like because it's still a dc comic it's still in yeah. that world with all of the other superheroes and stuff well that's so. when it got super popular right yeah i think alan moore is probably because it's freaking alan moore but right <clears throat> so i think that's when it kind of hit its heyday and and that do you know when that was um that must have been mid 80s Okay, because that movie is like 82 or something. Because I know the Sandman comics make a lot of reference to those Alan Moore Swamp Thing comics. Yeah. And when I read the Swamp Thing comics, I was like, holy crap, that's a dude from freaking Sandman. Oh, okay. That's a freaking character. What the hell? And oh, this whole thing was what he was referring to in this part. I was like, holy crap, there's connections all over the damn place. Uh, Yeah. Alan Moore, he's a cool guy. Yeah, so... Kind of made sense, but yeah, that might have been after the uh, the movie came out then, but because I kind of think that would have been mid to late eighties when that when Alan Moore was doing yeah. it. Hmm. I have no idea when he did it, but I know that it was in the eighties because I know I've I've read a f- couple of them because we had them at the library, and uh, they were definitely eighties comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the Alan Moore stuff was because I think I was probably reading that same. Uh, edition or yeah yeah the same book from the library yeah yeah and yeah it was it was definitely some 80s stuff it was yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure it was around mid 80s when that was going on mm. when they, i always thought that he's the guy that like basically popularized it but if they made that movie in 82 and he didn't do it till after that then yeah i know there was perhaps it's uh i know there was certainly a lot of stuff before alan moore got a hold of it oh okay i don't know what was going on with it prior to that so huh well i sure as hell don't know yeah it's a it's just such a weird (laughs) series in general because it doesn't fit yeah what you normally think of as a comic book kind of thing so yeah i don't remember anything about it it's just he's a swamp thing he's in the swamp yeah (laughs) i don't remember much else he, he's a swamp thing and yeah i mean it kind of <laughs> I, I, I think there is a little toxic avenger without the comedy going on yeah and that it's kind of like he's this kind of force of nature kind but of. but yeah isn't he yeah he's like i remember him being some kind of like he's connected to the swamp like and there's isn't there some guy like trying to like take his heart or something Oh, there might have been something weird. I remember something where there's like some fucking scientist that's trying to dissect him or something, and I don't remember. Yeah, specifically, it's been a long time, but yeah, he's got like yeah, he's some kind of weird like earth elemental or plant elemental or something that kind of 
I remember something like that and thinking like, oh, that's a cool idea. I thought he was just some fucking dude in the swamp. <laughs> like Toxic Avenger is in yeah, the fucking it's, it's, toxic it, waste dump. Yeah, it's got like little tints of that, but it's not like he's more of a magical creature created by the Earth itself to, okay. to huh. protect the Earth. So it's kind of like Toxic Avenger in that he's protecting the Earth from yeah. toxic waste and shit, but more <laughs> like just this earth spirit and hmm. i don't know i was really weird had some weird one where he went to like south america or something and it like changed his appearance because he was taking on the appearance of the the plants from the amazon oh, wow. rainforest so he's got like these weird just different leaves branching out from they're like weird like <laughs> that's cool different bizarre so he just takes on this weird different looking appearance when he goes to the he kind of he kind of looks like the area he is yeah. currently in, which I is like kind of interesting. I like that. He's just usually in like you know southern <laughs> Florida-ish, Louisiana-ish yeah, yeah. kind of swamp lands there. But huh. then when he goes, what does he look like on the plane though? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe or on the boat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll turn into like a. a patch of like wheat <laughs> just on the plains or something yeah just one yeah because i imagine like if how is how does he know you know i he he's a swamp thing so i imagine him connecting to the earth with his feet he's walking around so it's like right right sort of i think when he i think he didn't really teleport per se but he kind of like sank into the ground and then oh, he just grew fucking... out of the plants oh, in the shit. rainforest like he's just bonded with plant life in this <laughs> That's weird badass way. yeah it was it was this whole weird thing just going traveling on by the earth yeah itself. oh shit it was it was more like he just his consciousness went there and yeah, started yeah. taking control of the plants That's in that cool. area and formed a body out of them yeah i like that that's a cool idea so yeah he's uh He's he's more than just some thing that lives in the swamp. It's yeah. this whole weird thing. And I think Alan Moore specifically kind of put that in there and started forming that mythos of him. But yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe there was stuff like that earlier. But hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he, he just started. He was just like some weird dude in the swamp, <laughs> like an issue one. <laughs> and then Alan Moore added all the cool magic shit. Yeah, it might be something like that because Alan Moore is known for doing weird shit like that. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's cool. I'm trying to think of what he wrote that I was really into. I mean, Watchmen, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's the big one. Extraordinary Gentleman is a pretty oh, yeah, cool one. one. And I've never read that one. but Oh, it's cool. There's multiple things there's like the, the first one and then i think there's two or three other ones yeah. after that like sequel ones those are all cool and uh v for vendetta is really good oh, yeah he did that too that one was pretty good i was i guess that was one of his earlier works or something and it's one that's like yeah supposedly not as good as his other one. Oh, i liked it quite a bit in some ways yeah. yeah it was pretty good it was solid there was there's something like promethea i think was oh i haven't read that one I've heard more about it, though. I haven't read that one either, but I've, <laughs> it was like some weird thing. I heard about it more in relation to just Alan Moore's philosophies on life and stuff. Yeah. And how he, he wanted that one to be an actual magic spell. And it was like oh, he was shit. going into his whole weird thing of him being a wizard. And wow. <laughs> it was just like, oh, he's like, I'm going to create this spell and it's going to be this comic book that will change the world. Wow. <laughs> it was just like, dang. 
dude's got some freaking ambition if nothing maybe else. it fucking worked maybe the world has changed and we don't even know it <laughs> <laughs> i think that was kind of like his concept of it like magic is when you can change somebody's mind yeah by okay. putting the, these ideas into this work and and spreading it out into the world yeah. and repeating those ideas they become ingrained in someone's mind and it changes their view of the world and that's when you have succeeded in casting a spell is yeah okay. you've changed someone's perception of reality and that is cool that's a cool idea it's also i mean you have to have a pretty high <laughs> ideal of yourself <laughs> yeah. to think that you're fucking changing the world you know with your comic book in that way you know like i'm fucking changing hearts and minds <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know it's, it seems kind of uh yeah, he, he's a weird a dude. crazy, yeah. Definitely a weird dude. The There's a thing, there's a Stephen King quote to something like that where, where uh, I forget exactly what it is, but it's something like, like uh, if I've done my job right, like we're sharing a fucking a vision in our heads oh, of this, right, of right, this yeah, thing. And it's, yeah. it's like the 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 only true form of like telekinesis or some telepathy or yeah, some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, like where writing is telepathy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some fucking shit like that where he's like putting images in your head and if he's done yeah. it right, it's the same image or something. Right, right. Like, Whoa, man. <laughs> yeah, he did have a interesting little thought experiment with that one. Yeah, yeah. he's like blowing my mind. Like, Whoa. It's like holy shit. <laughs> it's like writing is telepathy. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do we have anything else about the actual Nightmare on Elm Street, Street. though? And I guess I can pick away at its ideas. And I'd say something that kind of just bugged me. And I mean, it's a movie, so it doesn't freaking matter. Here we go. It's just the fact that I was thinking, (laughs) like, oh, they're, they're dreaming all the time. But they always start their dream right where they fall asleep. Yeah. And it's like... I've never been in a dream <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like in the place where I fell asleep. Like, <laughs> yes, but maybe that's Freddy fucking with them. Yeah, to where they're and, they're falling into this dream, and he wants to put them off guard so they don't even know necessarily that they're dreaming. Yeah, because they are all <coughs> under the influence of Freddy. Yeah, and I would say that I mean, like I said, it doesn't really matter. It's a movie, yeah, and it's trying to confuse the audience more than yes, to, yes, to set things up for the audience, and so it, it doesn't really matter. It's a part of the narrative that it just it needs to be structured that way to be what it's being. So yeah, I could I could see you wanting like more wild fantasy where they're like oh right. now it's this crazy dream yeah it's like <laughs> and i would say that that if anything there's a flaw to it is that it never really feels like a dream per se yeah uh and that it just it feels like it's all very grounded and real and yeah in the dream scenes yeah. and and yet at the same time i was never like confused at to whether they were like in a dream or not a dream yeah i would say it's always fairly clear i mean there's always the ambiguity ambiguity (laughs) yeah i mean it's never like just flat out stating it but there's usually something fairly clear yeah yeah. you're kind of like oh they're in a dream now and it's usually 
you can kind of tell right. that it's doing it. And so without ever saying anything, you still understand that. And so it's, I would say that it's still uh, yeah, effectively it's, communicating that. It, it is. And that's why it's like, it's not really a problem. It's, it's doing its job. Yeah. Just fine. It's just, it's not being realistic. And oh dear God, there's a movie about a dream monster killing people. It's not realistic. What, what, you know? It's yeah, right. Not really a complaint. It's just kind of a, well, it's just kind of weird. I just kind yeah. of wish it had been a little more dreamlike. Right, right. But I want to say the sequels get more dreamlike in that way, but I can't remember any wild fantasy offhand. But yeah, I can think of a couple in, in part three, but. I don't. They might still start where the person falls asleep. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. The ending was a little. I don't know. Maybe disappointing is the right word. I don't know. Yeah. It was just kind of like. You want to see Freddy explode or something? I don't know. It was just kind of <laughs> like. Eh. It's like we just went through. Oh, Freddy just got his ass kicked, which is just kind of weird to me. Like. Yeah. And just how thoroughly it happens too. It was just like. Oh, he gets hit with a sledgehammer and stumbles down a freaking stairway and gets to, and then he was just like, dude, Freddy, come on. I don't know. But he's in the real world. He doesn't know how to be in the real world. <laughs> Imagine if you were sucked into a dream world and it was like, took to completely different rules. How the fuck would you, like, you know? Yeah. And Freddy's know. never been in the real world before. He only knows the dream world. So, like... He's always been in control and, and had the ability to, like, change his surroundings and change his body and do whatever the fuck he wants. And now suddenly, like, oh, he has to play by gravity and all these, like, weird <laughs> rules that he has no fucking idea about. Like, yeah, I think I it's mean, cool. I think it makes sense. It, it kind of makes sense. It was just kind of like, oh... I thought this was going to be more of a, I don't know, struggle. You didn't, you didn't think it was badass to see Freddy get, like, fucking tricked and shit and <laughs> thrown and uh, burst into flames and all that stuff? Yeah, not, I mean, the flames were kind of cool because there was just weird, cool shit going on with the fire. And, yeah, and like, it is a dude on fire. Yeah, <laughs> so that's always fun. But <laughs> in a way, that was kind of, the, like, the saddest part where she just, like, chucks the whatever oil or... Maybe just yeah, gasoline vodka or, or something. Whatever the hell shit vodka. Was. <laughs> yeah, it's probably vodka in that fucking house. <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And and Freddie's just like, no! I'm like, she hasn't even lit him on fire yet, dude. <laughs> he knows, though, because he's... he's uh, his When he was a, a person in the real world, he, uh, he was burned. That's how he fucking died. That's how he got his face all fucked up. So, like... He knows yeah. what's about to happen, and he's like, oh, fuck, no, I don't want to deal with this again, and I'm in the real world, so I have to feel the fucking pain or whatever. Yeah, it was just such a weird scene of just, like, like this whole movie, he's just, like, this untouchable, menacing presence, and yeah. now he's just a wuss. <laughs> it was just because like, he's oh, dude. Because <laughs> he's not in dreams, though. Like, I don't... That, it makes total sense to me. Uh, I, yeah, it makes sense. It's just narratively... I just kind of felt like, oh, he's not threatening anymore. Yeah. And he's this horror monster. You, your monster should be threatening. And, yeah. And he's somehow managed to make running around with knife hands and chasing <laughs> a girl around the house not <laughs> threatening. All right, all right. <laughs> it was just like, oh, Freddy, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I thought you were cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. 
don't know. But then we kind of go into the the ending ending where there's, which was also kind of, th- it was just kind of like, okay, th- that's the ending. All right. They're just, everybody's back alive. Okay. Seems a little weird. And then the convertible flops down and you go, okay, it's all dream. It is, it is a bad ending. All right. Right. Well, yeah, because he goes back into dreams through, because the mom's sleeping. And so then he, like, he fucking sucks back into the dream world. Right. And then, uh, so then he's still, you know, he's all right. Yeah, there, there's that whole scene <laughs> where she, like, turns her back on him and, and right, kind of right, fades away or something. and Right. For, yeah, for her, but he's still out there. You know, he's still... Yeah, there's a, there was that weird scene, and that's that moment. I guess is kind of where that's where I got the idea of this whole movie being a dream. Because normally, like you said, it, it's even though it's not like directly stated, it is rather clear when they're dreaming and when they're not. Yeah. Except for that moment where she tur- she's like, "No, I don't. Be- I'm just denying him his power," and right. she kind of defeats him for reals, where he just fades into the yeah, yeah. glorious 80s sparkles and right, right. <laughs> and then she just walks out and her mother's there and her friends are there and there's no transition of there's no moment where you say oh she's gone to sleep yeah yeah because like narratively it feels like this is literally like five seconds later or something it, it like does, she just walks out yeah. the door and then, oh, she's in a dream now. But if she's in a dream now, when did that happen? Right. There's no starting point of this dream here. So maybe this entire damn movie was in. <laughs> <laughs> maybe all of this had been this dream all along. And all yeah. of this was just Freddie toying with her and playing with her mind. <laughs> and, and there was something else weird with the phone. Yeah. And... Yeah, she doesn't go... They don't show her go into a dream there, but then she starts fucking with the phone, and the phone's ringing, and it's not hooked up, and then his mouth's coming out of the phone and stuff. Yeah, and you kind of realize, okay, she's in a dream here, but that part, it wasn't super clear either when... Right. Because it just seemed like she had... Because, like, right before then, you've got her talking to the other guy's parents, and they're like... right fuck you know we're hanging up and yeah and it's like right after that she's not going to sleep after that she's not in that so those those two moments there where i was like maybe this is all like maybe nothing has been right why happening i always imagined that at there's probably a cut in there or something where at some point she dozed off because she's been up right because she says i've been awake for like seven days straight or some fucking <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> bullshit yeah so i just imagine like oh she dozed off for a second now the phone's doing its thing and and she woke up again and right moved on and, and you can maybe say that's just the whole thing of just she just fell asleep right there standing on her feet <laughs> Well, like I said, like it's something in the cut where you don't yeah. see her fall asleep, and you just the next cut is she's walking around in a dream, and then yeah, she wakes yeah. up, and you don't ever see. You know, it's just like little. Yeah, and, and I don't it know. Could that certainly that's be something is, like that because there are like just there's only that one scene where it's specifically showing you the transition, yeah, right. and so it could just be something like that. But it just felt narratively like in these couple of moments where it was not. Right, I know what you're saying not clear the way it is elsewhere in the movie that oh yeah. they're in a dream now they're not in a dream right right and 
then it's like, oh, now it's just not even trying to tell me where they are. So maybe... Maybe it's all a dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is always an option in any kind of dream manipulation story. Right, you know, yeah. they like to pull the rug out at the end. It's like, hey, it was all a dream. <laughs> a lot of people don't like that ending, but yeah, sometimes yeah. It's, uh, it's a good ending. Sometimes it works, but yeah. And then just the fact that the ending had no particular closure, per se. It doesn't, no. Like, it's like, okay... We just saw, like, she's gone in the car. Mom got sucked in through a window, and <laughs> which was another hilarious moment. Yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah, and and you're like, okay, so that's clearly dream, but yeah, that so whole what, part is clear is... because it ends in the middle of a dream. You don't see the reality of what's happening to them outside the dream, right? Where you know. Freddy kills people in their dreams and they get fucked up and chopped to pieces in real life. Right, right. So you don't see the real life what has happened to these people. Yeah. And so that's kind of a a question and, and why I was kind of like, oh, maybe I kind of want to see the second film. Just see, like, what did happen yeah. on the, like, go what? to a character, because I'm sure at some point later in the series, maybe not the second film, they go, oh, dang, there were these people killed in this town of yeah, and nobody knows Elm why. There's, yeah. you know, there's this, and Mewa maybe show pictures of the characters in the newspapers. You know, there would have been something yeah, yeah. to re- reference that and to tell you in the physical world. Oh, of the ending, yeah, yeah, of what had actually happened, and so I guess that's the one thing I would kind of have wanted from the ending of this movie. Right. Is to it just, it does end abruptly without yeah, much closure. Kinda, at it's all, got, it's yeah. got like a Hong Kong movie ending where it's just like <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Which is like, here's some weird, crazy shit. Oh, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It it does have a, a strange sort of ending in that way. But it's a good ending, I think. I enjoy it. It's a good scene, if nothing yeah, else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good as its own <laughs> thing. It was just kind of like, oh, I want just like some... Like, is the dad just, like, left with this house that's fucked up and yeah, yeah. <laughs> his wife is just flat out missing and whatever the fuck happened to his daughter? and like, Or was that a part of the dream, too? Because, right. yeah, there's there's all that of, like, so what's, what's with all these other people? And are they just... Right, because they're all dead earlier in the movie. Yeah, there's those guys, too. And then there's the whole police officers. What if they, what are they going to... How are they going to respond to this? You know, what are, yeah. are they just left with a mystery going, I don't know what the fuck happened. Or are they, <laughs> they going to get Freddy in their nightmares now too? And Right. Well, I, I, I felt like Freddy, I mean, he's, he's attacking these kids and yeah, the, they, the backstory is that these parents got together and killed him. And, right, and it doesn't and, go much into that. No, and so I imagine like, oh well, all of these kids' parents must have. Yeah, and like, that's done what it. you would normally think, and then it just never even mentions no. that. Like normally, you would just have seen like the parents of these kids get like, whoa, what's going on? Like we have this secret thing we did, but right. as far as we know, 
main girl's mother is the only one specifically stated to have been on. You know, she says right. we did it like there's other people, but she yeah. never names who those people are. So they might not even be people who are even in the movie. Right. I assume that the dad was also part yeah. of it because he seems to know what the fuck is going on. Right, right. But, uh, but at the same time, it's just an assumption. It's never right. clear in the movie that that's what's happening. Well, at that time, theoretically, they would have still been together because right now they're like separated at this point in time mm-hmm. and living apart but at that point like when when the the main girl is like a a baby or about to be born yeah. or whatever the fuck they would have been together so i had just assumed like okay yeah. they fucked up freddy together and then yeah who knows who the fuck the el- the other people were but right. i guess they're like oh freddy's like oh well this is one of the the kids Mm-hmm. So I'll take her out and like, oh, all her friends, fuck them too. <laughs> right. And I could also see it like the the father, he was a police officer. Of course he's going to know about this Freddy That's guy. True. That's so true. it's like even if he wasn't in on it, he would have known yeah. some basics about it. I mean, being well, maybe, police force. So. Maybe being a cop, he was the guy who like helped to cover it up so that they didn't go to jail and shit. Yeah, just, I mean, who know. knows? How, I mean, and that's something that... I would have expected the movie to go into that whole yeah yeah thing, and it just doesn't even touch on it. It's no. just like it happened. Sure, I, I like the mystery. I don't. Yeah, need I mean to it's fine. What where I think it could have been better to do is that Freddie himself, his motives on it are never expressed. Really, yeah. Like I kind of got the feeling of oh, he's just killing kids because you know, he just kills kids. That's what he does. Right. But at the same time, then you go oh, his mother like her the girl's mother killed the guy and these other feel like maybe there's some vengeance motive here maybe he this this was also feeding into my theory of it all being just the one main girl yeah and that yeah, it's yeah. her mother that killed freddie so maybe freddie's like oh i'm gonna get revenge on this bitch i'm gonna right, take right. her daughter and just murder her slowly and painfully in dreams and, right right and so maybe it was all just a vengeance on her maybe it was all just trying to get to the mother in the first place and so that's why he's just like fine taking off with her and he's just like now that's the end of the movie because i got my revenge on the bitch that killed me i don't know yeah and pulls her through that fucking (laughs) that door window yeah but then there's just the whole thing of how is he doing what he's doing why is he attached to these kids yeah in particular because it starts with them why does it start with them where you know how is he getting in there what mechanisms does he work by? Why is he haunting them and not other people? Right. And why now instead of like 10 years ago or, yeah. you know, like, why is it like, there's no uh, source to it per se. No. And I don't know that it would be necessary. Like, I don't know that like that kind of explanation is needed. It's yeah, Freddy. It's kinda, He's getting in yeah, their dreams. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I understand the the desire to sort of have more to it. Right. And like And I mean as just the movie itself, it's fine. Yeah. It just seems like oh, there's places for this to go for the sequels to explore. Right. And I don't know that they do, obviously, but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't hold By this too conversation much, it seems like it's not even I, I wouldn't hold too much hope out for for those <laughs> questions to be answered, but it's been a long time since I've seen the sequels especially the later sequels so i can't really speak to them but uh 
I know the main girl does come back at, in the third one. Mm. Um, but I don't remember past that. Hmm. Yeah, and that, that may just be why the movie has stuck around so long, is that there are so many different ways to yeah. take it and think about it and fill in your own right, ideas right. and the blanks. So, Yeah, there's definitely an open slate there for a remake to mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, indulge those sort of questions and whether it does or not like you could still make the same basic movie and sort of flesh out that kind of stuff right yeah I'm not sure it would be better or worse with that yeah I don't know I don't know I like not knowing things like that like in zombie movies I don't really care why there's zombies like yeah they're yeah. rising and, from the dead. End and you of know, story. that didn't even like enter my mind as a, a thing until the mother came in and said, oh, I killed him. And I'm like, oh, right. he's got an origin. Yeah, yeah. But then we just didn't explore it. Right. And like, why did we give him this origin, but only like 10% of it? Why, why did we? <laughs> like... Well, if they didn't do that, it would be really empty. You got to have that sort of like this guy was a child murderer and he was burned by these parents and like without that I yeah don't i know mean, it's I, like not freddy i mean sure i get that i think just somehow like i don't know maybe just having the mother doing it yeah is where it like crossed that line of okay now we've gone into this point where we should be exploring more instead of just oh there was some crazy serial killer and now he's back as a ghost in dreams and, right right and now it's like but no the mother killed him and so now there's this whole like thing yeah, going yeah. on and it's like okay now you're tying like now there's loose threads everywhere as right. opposed to just there's a ghost of a serial killer on the loose which i don't know maybe. yeah no you're right i mean i totally get what you're saying and I'd not, I don't know that, that uh, it should be any different than it is, but I know what yeah. you're saying. Like, it could have easily not opened up those, <laughs> that <laughs> those whole threads and still right. done basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like Freddy just cutting himself open and spreading maggots everywhere, right. it... it it opened itself up to uh, <laughs> to all the yeah. loose threads no, and I, weirdness. Um, have you ever seen Child's Play? No, the no. Chucky movie. That movie's fucking dope. The first one, I can't. I don't remember anything about the sequels. But anyway, in that first one, it's uh, what you're saying about the origin of oh, now he's back as a ghost, but we don't know why and all this shit. Like all of that stuff is explained in child's play of why like this is a fucking doll that's animated and killing people and like they do kind of explain all of that shit for that character and mm -hmm. i'm thinking like oh shit like yeah they don't they do just kind of leave all that shit open for freddy <laughs> and it's like yeah i don't know he's back <laughs> <laughs> fuck it <laughs> so yeah that is kind of weird i i now i kind of want that i mean i don't need it the movie is yeah i, I don't fine as is yeah, but, yeah. I, I don't know that that would have actually made it any better right maybe it would have made it worse and more yeah, just yeah. cheesy and lame i don't know but yeah something i don't know yeah just 
Well, that, more more uh, more things to explore in your your sequel script that you're yeah, writing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Make an alternate sequel path to yeah the yeah Nightmare on Elm Street backyard Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, we're just racking up the backyard <laughs> movie list though. Yeah, you know, one of the, one of these days we'll just have to it's pull gonna, Hong Kong and make nine movies in a year. It's, it's <laughs> going to be the fucking backyard universe where everything is connected. We got Gamera, oh, there, there we are, fucking Ator and Oh sh- Nightmare on Elm Street, all Freddy together haunting Gamera's nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Poor Gamera, man. I I thought seeing Gamera, you know, gored. <laughs> In the real world was bad. Wait until he gets fucked over in his dreams. Yeah, Gamera can, can't even get a night's rest. Jesus. Yeah. Can, can Gamera defeat Freddy? Holy fuck. Poor Gamera. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know if I can take this. <laughs> this assault on Gamera. Oh, man. I kind of wish we were making these movies now. <laughs> Uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Oh well. Hmm. Well, uh, seeing Johnny Depp here, would you would you say, like, oh, that guy, that kid's gonna be a star? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, it's not like he did a bad job or anything. It's just like, no, he's fine. It's fine. Nothing special. There is some pretty shitty acting in this, but like, not necessarily from him. I guess the, that's kind of where the comedy comes in. There is some like, <laughs> it's probably intentional on some level, but I don't know that cop and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know why, but it kind of made me laugh when he was sitting in bed. He just had the TV in his lap. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's listening to. Fucking tunes on his headphones too. Yeah, it was just like, I was like, that's an '80s TV. They're they're not lightweight. You don't just set a freaking '80s TV in your lap. But yeah, well, he did. He did. Oh, he's the, uh, you know, he, it's people like him that that dreamed up the portable TV <laughs> in the '80s, and so they're like, hey, this is great, this TV. But fuck, man, I need a little one. <laughs> Uh, I was also busting up when the girl uh, just had the friggin' like coffee maker under her bed. That, like, oh yeah, <laughs> her mom's like taking the coffee pot away. Like, uh, and she just well, slips out another one. <laughs> she is her mother's daughter. The, yeah. the mom has vodka all over the place. So this in this uh, inborn gene to sort of, you know, yeah. be able to hide things and sort of just like, here's my freaking coffee. Just pull out the coffee maker. <laughs> Yeah, that is funny. Uh, uh, that did get me. Were you fooled at the beginning, where where it seems like the main character is the the girl, the first girl, Tina, and then it sort of slowly, you know, she yeah. dies early on. Yeah, I, I did kind of think she was going to be the main one, and then it's just like, oh, I guess she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then it like went to the other girl, and I'm like, oh, I, I guess it's going to just kill her in the next half hour, and then we move on to one of the guys, and he'll die. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just thought it was going to like oh, focus on the people. victim instead yeah. of uh, having one central character watching the victims die. Okay, I was like, oh, it's going to go every victim is suddenly the main character until they 
die and you see their dreams going on. And yeah. And then it like didn't do that either. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right, movie, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, it's a movie that be, you know marches to its own drum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, or something I was gonna, oh yeah, if, um, how the girl gets the white hair. Yeah, I like that. That was kind of like I can't remember because that happens in um, Sixth Sense. It does. Yeah, like the I, it doesn't like happen in the middle of the movie or something. It's just that uh, the kid has a little bit of gray hair. Oh, really? The okay. Guy can, the guy who sees dead people. Yeah, I saw it a long time ago, but yeah, it was, I remember that being like mentioned somewhere in like I don't know director commentary or something where he was talking about something he read it was a real thing that people get who get really scared or go through trauma oh yeah trauma, like they'll get gray hair early or something and yeah he was like oh i'm gonna put that in my movie <laughs> <laughs> and i saw it here i'm like which oh he, it's that yeah and he was which he basically stole from this movie i guess yeah for all i know where he heard it from was this freaking movie i don't know right <laughs> like, and i'm just going off of whatever he said in the interview of oh i heard this was a thing and so yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to do it he could have heard it was a thing and also was like oh yeah and it's in the, this fucking movie that i like because mm-hmm. he's one of those directors that uh like tarantino where they see things in a movie that they like and then they put it in their movie mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's one of them he he does a lot of he likes hitchcock a lot or he did when i was watching his movies so hmm. there's a lot of hitchcock things in in those movies or at least things that like he feels like he's doing as good as hitchcock or whatever <laughs> like i don't know he's kind of a weird uh weird guy yeah i like some of his movies but yeah i've, I've I've only seen Sixth Sense and uh, Unbreakable. Oh, okay. Which, from what I have heard, are like his two best movies, anyway. So, yeah, that's those are the two that people like the best for sure. There's uh, Unbreakable. They made a second movie a few years ago, oh, did they? and then and with a different character, and then now they're making a third hmm. movie with uh, Sam Jackson's character coming back. The uh, yeah. The glass man or whatever. Yeah. But uh I don't I mean I like Unbreakable. That was cool. I mean I watched it once or twice, but yeah, I, I don't really was... care to see more of them, but Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I don't know that I really want to see the sequel to it. But yeah. I don't know. But it's kind of these th- he was trying to get it off the ground for many years and he went through a period where he couldn't get a movie made so he was making all the he was like a director for hire for a few years mm. and then uh i guess he got enough cred to get his movie made again and then that was a big hit or whatever so now he's making the third one hmm. but mm. uh, i like signs quite a bit that that's probably my favorite of his that and everybody fucking shits on that movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i fucking like it i don't give a fuck hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but I like aliens more than most people, so. Yeah. What can you say? I don't know. I like aliens, so. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't like the alien at the, the alien shit at the end of the fourth Indiana Jones movie. And, like, to me, that was just like, oh, fuck yeah, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you hear other people talk about it, and they're like, oh, just fucking aliens. What the fuck? And, and like man at the end of that movie have you seen that movie yeah yeah i did the end with that fucking spaceship <laughs> blasts off i was like oh shit that's dope 
and I guess that's what everybody hated about that at the end. I don't know. Fuck it. I mean, it felt out of place for an Indiana Jones movie, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, I guess it was kind of like why, but I don't know. Yeah, I could see that, but also I didn't really I don't give a fuck. Me. And it, it never really offended me. I don't know. I wouldn't have picked that as the reason not to like that movie. But Yeah. And yeah, there are other reasons for sure. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to point to that and just be like, oh, that movie was horrible. It had alien head. I don't know. Right. No, the alien shit was the coolest part for me. I, that and all the cool fucking tombs and shit that they go in and all the weird fucking puzzles and traps and shit. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it was as good as the originals, but I haven't seen the originals in, like, freaking forever, so. No, it's definitely not as good as those, but it's, um. It was tolerable. It, was... it, re- it retains a spirit of those, and Spielberg hadn't shot a movie like he shot movies in the 80s in a long time, and he shot that movie very similar to his old style and so Mm -hmm. it was really cool to see him like oh shit he can still do like that kind of a shooting style he just chooses not to like his Mm -hmm. more modern movies around that time i can't remember what came out before them but like minority report is a really unique style uh, and a look to it and ai is its own style have you seen ai I have not. Oh, fuck, man. You got to see that. That's one of my favorite movies I'm kind of curious because that was the weird one he did of, like, Kubrick's script or something. Yeah, Kubrick wanted to make this movie, but um, he, the story goes that he's he told Spielberg to make it because he's like, it's it's it needs an emotional heart, and I am not that filmmaker and I feel like you should make it. And Spielberg always said, no, it's your fucking movie. Make your movie. You'd make it great. You know, he read the script, and he's like, no, you could totally make this movie. And so when he died, then Spielberg was like, oh, well, I better make this fucking movie that he wanted me to make. And so then he makes it, and it is this cool kind of combination of Kubrick and Spielberg ideas that yeah. really works and I and it's one of my favorite movies. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. That's another one that I I've heard people hate for the ending. People don't like that ending, but that ending is like exactly what that movie needs for the ending. Like it's perfect. Right. I um, don't know. And from from what I'd heard that was something that like I don't know if Spielberg didn't like the ending or whatever or, but or if it was just like his other advisors and other staff around him and stuff saying like, this is a horrible, this is going to ruin the movie. Nobody's going to want this ending. And he was like, no, Kubrick wrote this ending. This was the ending he wanted. I'm making this movie for him not to make a popular movie. I'm here to make this movie. And so he just did it anyway. Well, that's good. If that's the case, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But that ending is fucking awesome. That's one of my favorite parts of that movie. Like it's so cool. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Fuck people. I don't give a shit. <laughs> people need to be fucking challenged, man. Uh, t- too many. That's what's wrong with mainstream movies, is especially now where they're just trying. Like the Marvel movies, they cost so much to make that they have to make so much money. So they have to make sure that, like, okay, we don't need to offend anybody. We got to make this as the most right, right. F- fucking easily digestible piece of shit possible. 
and like and they're fun don't get me wrong i enjoy them and i still watch them but but man they are not challenging in any no, way no <laughs> <laughs> fuck they're they're just there for fun and they are they not are there to be art per se but although i i did watch black panther recently and that one's that one's pretty fucking dope mm. like it has a, a cool message and it it ought to win a fucking costume design because there's amazing costumes in that movie i don't know i would see that one if you're not going to watch the other ones mm-hmm that was good. Yeah, I tend to get to them years after they come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I should watch that. When it comes <clears> out, <throat> our our library here gets everything, so I just put it on hold, and then whenever the hold comes in, I just, mm. like, you know, it's usually like a year or so after the movie came out, and, yeah. and then I'll watch it. Yeah, that would be the way to do it. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> I don't remember how we got here, but... Yeah, I don't know. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Any more thoughts to explore? Do I have thoughts to explore? I don't know. <laughs> I like Freddy. You know, in in the in the pantheon of movie monsters, specifically the movie monsters of the modern era, like '80s and to now or whatever, um, I feel like Freddy is the one that that can sit alongside the classics, like Frankenstein's monster and <laughs> Dracula and the Wolfman and all those. I feel like Freddy is at that level. Maybe maybe not in this movie per se, but yeah. I feel like the the a monster that attacks your dreams. Everybody has to dream. Everybody has to sleep. Right. So he's an, he's theoretically able to get to you <laughs> no matter what. Like you have to fucking sleep. So I think he's a, a good monster in that way, especially for like little kids. Like when I was a kid, oh, I yeah. I'd never saw this when I was too little, but I knew about Freddy, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, he's in my dreams! What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> Do you think yeah. that uh, that he's a good monster in that way? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it works. As far as I am able to judge whether a horror movie works or not, but. yeah. Just well, I mean, because you haven't seen uh, Friday the Thirteenth, any mo- any of those Jason movies or anything. No, no. Michael Myers, nothing. Because like those guys are cool, and they're iconic, and they have a look, but I don't think that they are as intriguing in the way that Freddy is. Where Freddy like is like all up in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have trouble sleeping after watching this movie? No. Thinking about Freddy? No. No. You weren't scared. Nope. No. It didn't. Uh, didn't do anything like that. I was. You weren't scared. Freddy was going to get you in your dreams. No, it was more a comedy than horror to me. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, <laughs> all the vodka chugging and yeah, yeah, coffee chugging. Oh, the one guy who's just like, oh, I read this thing about Balinese dream master. <laughs> I'm like the fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Thing. Yeah, where they have the dream skills or whatever he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what are you you growing on about this? Okay. Just random knowledge needed to be inserted. Yeah. Well, that's where she gets the idea to turn her back and to not yeah. give him power. Right, right. <clears throat> that's, uh, 
that's an idea that's throughout many things where the you know the monster is fed by your power or something that the energy that you give it right stuff like that. right in the Terry Pratchett books gods are are uh, living and dying basing based on the amount of people that are worshiping them so there's this one mm-hmm. story where this <laughs> this god is like has one person left <laughs> and he's just this little fucking like turtle or some shit <laughs> It's funny. I don't remember the specifics, but it's uh, fucking hilarious. Sandman kind of does something like that. Not specifically. It doesn't really get into. Yeah. But it it kind of has this whole weird thing of gods coming and going. And Sandman is a dream thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So it's it's definitely. It ties it into that. So. There should be a uh, Freddy versus Sandman. Oh. The dream. The dream uh, master and what is. Sandman is he the dream master too? <laughs> dream lord. Dream lord. Called. Dream lord versus dream, dream master. Who's gonna win? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking pay per view event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. 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 They also call him the Prince of Stories. Ooh, times. the Prince of Stories. <laughs> Freddie needs more names. He probably has a bunch of names. So I don't remember what they are, but yeah. Yeah, no, Dream has some weird well, title. There's the title he gets from the Arabian king of, uh, that I always liked. Of the person that, like, the Lord has given him dominion of the things that are not and were not and never shall be. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, it was like, oh, damn. Just a really cool description. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. I, yeah, I remember that. I just read that one not too long ago. Yeah. Some fun stuff in Sandman. Yeah, that that specific issue made me think of this old um, fantasy movie that I watched a lot when I was a kid called The Thief of Baghdad. It's a mm. 40s movie that yeah. uh, at the time was like groundbreaking for its yeah, special yeah. effects. I, I have heard of it and known it as some great classic of the yeah, it's awesome. black and it's, white era. It's not. It's color. Oh, yeah. it's color. Okay. Yeah, that's part of its its legacy was like people were amazed not only of its special effects but it was also one of the few color movies at the time because right. um, I believe it's 1940 and, and Gone with the Wind is 39 and Wizard of Oz is 39 so obviously like color was a thing here or there depending right. on the movie but the majority of stuff was still black and white hmm. but uh, not Thief of Baghdad beautiful brilliant color mm-hmm. <laughs> i had to fight for that one i was i was thinking something else and trying to say beautiful and it was like <laughs> i really had to <laughs> had to push that one out like no the correct word yeah all right well nightmare on Elm street you uh you thought it was good i'm surprised yeah. i don't know i'm not too surprised I picked it because I thought you would like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it blew my mind or anything. But no, solid. In terms of horror movies, um, where does it rank? You think it's one of the, the better horror movies you've seen, or yeah, it's probably one of the better horror movies I've seen. Because technically, this is a slasher movie, in mm-hmm. that there is a guy stalking kids yeah. and killing them. Uh, supernatural slasher 
Yeah, I kind of always kind of thought that was the basic uh, standby of horror anyway, the slasher. No, that's that's only a thing. I mean, this is uh, the slash. There's proto slashers in the early '70s, and like Psycho is the is the sort of quote unquote first slasher when, but it's not really at all. But um, that movie and Black Christmas and uh, fuck, I don't know. Anyway, but but Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween basically sets out all of the things uh, to be a slasher, and then things tried to be like Halloween, and so then from '78, the year of Halloween through probably at least the mid 80s there was a ton of those slasher movies mm-hmm. but that's really the only period that's like really slasher heavy everything mm-hmm. else before that and after that there's still slashers now but but uh it was it's always been a subgenre of horror mm-hmm. so I was just kind of thought oh concept of horror is you've got a monster whether it's a supernatural or otherwise that yeah. is just going around killing people until it can be stopped and yeah yeah slasher just doesn't really seem too much different in concept to me but it it is though like it's i don't know i don't know how to hmm but then i'm not super familiar with anything certainly not none of the horror films prior to yeah because psycho or anything but right well have you seen psycho no you gotta see psycho. Seen that so you gotta see psycho but yeah like uh, i don't know like 50s horror movies are completely different than 60s horror movies and everything has its own flavor and stuff and right and like right. slashers are are definitely their own thing that exists and maybe it's a variation on a classic formula but it's it's totally its own thing and that's why like horror fans generally enjoy the slasher and so they've elevated it to this thing that's sort of become well known but um, it's still just a little subgenre. I mean it, that was only really super popular for maybe 10 years, hmm. 78 to 88, I don't know. There's still slashers after that, but a lot of those are like throwbacks. Like, oh, like in the 2000s, they were making movies and they're like trying to be like 80s movies or whatever. Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I never like the throwback movies because they don't actually feel like 80s movies. All right. They just feel like modern movies that are shitty. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's part of why I wanted to show you horror movies because you say you don't like horror, and I feel like there's a lot of horror movies that are well worth watching. Yeah, it's just, it's never a genre that has been like, I should watch this. Yeah. It's been like, oh, it's horror. It's going to be creepy and scary. And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Right. But having seen Nightmare on Elm Street now, do you feel like uh, it was worth watching? Yeah. Yeah, it was worth watching. Do you feel like it might color your life going forward? No, I don't know that it's going to do that. But you don't think it's going to change your life like a spell <laughs> going forward? <laughs> nah. I think it's just going to be another movie. Just That's... a thing in your head, you know? Yeah. 
Well, perhaps one day Freddie will enter your dreams in in a in a pleasant way. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll just go on a picnic and and hang out. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny that we watch this now because Freddie is actually in the news again. Oh, uh, there's a. a uh, a shitty TV show called The Goldbergs that's set in the 80s and so mm. it's basically just a fucking nostalgia parade of like right. it's the 80s here's a bunch of 80s shit that you remember from the 80s and I've only watched it for like one minute here and there because uh, I've just seen it on TV and been like appalled and like <laughs> ugh, ugh, Jesus Christ <laughs> fucking 80s weren't like that <laughs> but um, anyway there some new episode coming out soon or around Halloween or whatever has Robert England reprising the role of Freddy. Mm. <laughs> and so everyone is all like, yay, Freddy's back. <laughs> mm. And that just, the news hit like yesterday or the day before or something. And I was like, oh shit. You have to watch that episode. That's huh? amazing. Well, I'm not, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't particularly want to see it, but maybe it'll be on and I'll see it and go, ugh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Freddy's popular. Yeah. Would you be interested in watching the sequels? Yeah, I think so. Because when I was thinking about doing this movie, I wasn't considering ever doing the sequels because I just figured, like, well, they're probably not worth watching beyond the first one. But, uh yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing where it goes. I would say if you're going to watch sequels, the first two and three would be ones to watch. I can't think of what the other ones really do past that, but hmm. those number three is well regarded as like this is one of the greatest sequels ever. Yeah, specifically in horror movies, but like people like that one yeah. a lot. Yeah, having a. Had the conversation about how uh, little it goes into more about Freddy's backstory. Yeah. Made me, I'm uh, <laughs> not quite as interested. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know that they do that, but but uh, the third one is definitely fun uh, in, a, in, a, in a good way. Lots of cool, mm. cool Freddy moments in that one. And mm. uh, Freddy's popular, so it's got more budget, so there's like more effects and stuff like that. Anyway, enough rambling about bullshit. Anything else? No? No. I think that covers it. My my thoughts on Freddy here. Thoughts on Freddy. All done. Yeah. All gone. Wrapped him up with a bow. No mas on the thoughts on Freddy. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Adios. (laughs) See ya. All right, so we got some feedback that uh, we've had some feedback for quite a while. <laughs> I've forgotten uh, two weeks in a row. This is now the third week, so my apologies uh, to reader of the site, listener of the podcast, Nick. Uh, Nick again. Who has written in uh, in regards to our episode on the Dark Tower. Oh. Do you remember the Dark Tower? I, I do. <laughs> Hopefully I remember enough to answer any uh, questions about this. All right, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know <clears> if there's <throat> any questions, but uh, there might be. I know it's been a while since I read this because it has been <laughs> a number of weeks. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so what does Nick have to say? He says, guys, what's up? Once again, I lost a long-ass message I had typed up here prior to my Dark Tower viewing and post-listen to your two-hour and (laughs) 20-minute podcast. Yeah, it was a long one. Mm. Anyways... Long time no listen, etc., etc. But yeah, sweet film. Mm-hmm. I have not read any of the novels other than parts of the first one. Recently, I did complete graphic novel from master artist Jay Lee. Jay Lee? Maybe it's Jay Lee. I don't remember. I never knew how to say it. Mm. Of uh, The Dark Tower called Treachery. That's one of the comic. Yeah. They have a number of. Series. Yeah, wasn't Marvel doing that? They were. I don't know if they still are, but they they had uh, the first one was a adaptation of Wizard and Glass, the the flashback part, and then yeah. they started doing, um, like they did Battle of Jericho Hill and all this stuff that was mm. unique to the comic. But they also did like adaptations of some of the novels to other novels. But I only read like the first first one first arc or whatever right anyway uh so he he read the 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 arc called treachery and he says definitely check out that prequel series if you haven't had the chance uh so there's a recommendation there uh he continues well yeah this movie reminded me of the matrix quite a bit for some reason the kid is a good actor and i'm not usually into kid performances uh, he reminds me of the youngest son from the show Weeds a lot. And seriously, I would not be surprised if they are related. Hmm. You know anything about Weeds? Um, not really. HBO series I never watched. I don't know anything about it. That's more than I know. I, yeah. I don't know the parentage of the of the children in question either. Right. <laughs> we'll have to go on the Maury Povich show and uh, see who is the father. Yeah. Your brothers. <laughs> uh, Nick says other thoughts 90 minutes is really short for a movie that's following a career spanning series really wished they would have given a lot more breathing room for world building and just getting a feel for the environments uh, being someone who hasn't read the novels I'd really appreciate a director's cut to really let things breathe more that would be awesome I like the 90 minutes myself I think it works. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see that, like, just having some more environment. I think kind of, I think I kind of mentioned in there just like a few seconds here and there. Yeah, nothing even really. You did mention that. I think it's good as it is. Yeah, especially as it's conceived. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much more of that. <laughs> yeah, would yeah. have been necessary, and I know that it was not like it was not written as oh, this is a three-hour movie that we had to cut down. It was written right. as a 90-minute like movie, so it's that's why it feels good, I think. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any problems with it. It was just yeah to go into minor nitpicks. Maybe like, a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe. A little bit here or there, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. I, I don't think I thought it needed any more than maybe, like... 30 seconds across the entire film yeah. just a little tiny second here of just extra <laughs> little just bit pan over there, there yeah. just to see the landscape but more yeah. of the decrepit world i remember yeah. you wanted which is always a good thing yeah um 
Oh, and so Nick goes on. Oh, I didn't mention that I also read the screenplay for The Dark Tower almost a year ago. So I did have somewhat of an idea as to what to expect. That was a fun read. I remember the boy dying at the end, though, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, It was a bummer, although there was something at the last moment about resurrecting him or something. Hmm. That that would be curious. Yeah. Following a bit more of the first book, maybe. uh, Yeah, yeah. It sounds like kind of going through that cycle. Yeah. Maybe that was before there was the idea of making it a sequel. Yeah, maybe that was still an adaptation phase of it or something. I know there have been multiple multiple writers took a crack at (laughs) adapting the series um so he goes well that's it for now i did find a positive review online after an extensive search extensive search (laughs) wow then there is a link to the positive review on 1428elm.com never heard of the site but hey they 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 like the dark Dark tower Tower, so they gotta be pretty good huh (laughs) Uh, lastly, do check out that album by the band Demons and Wizards called Touched by the Crimson King. Uh, John Schaefer from Iced Earth is the guitarist, and Hansi Kursch from Blind Guardian is the singer. They are currently working on their third album as we speak, the first being back in 1999-ish. Glad you guys got a cool modern movie for the first time in a while. <laughs> Nick. I did actually listen to some of this album. Mm-hmm. In the weeks, <laughs> in, in the weeks where I didn't remember uh, to bring it up to you that we had feedback to do, um, I remembered like, oh fuck, I forgot to do the feedback, <laughs> and then I remembered, oh yeah, well you wrote about that album, so I should listen to part of it, and I listened to it, and personally, it's not, it's it's like, I don't know, I like old metal, mm. <laughs> and so. Like it's too advanced. Like new metal is too, like they're too good. <laughs> they're too good. <laughs> like it's like uh, like bass drumming. Like double bass drumming is now to a level where they're so fucking good at it, where they can do like so much that it's just too much. Like I can't fucking take it. <laughs> uh. And so it was that kind of drumming, and so it was hard for me to like get into it. But uh, I did listen to the Dark Tower songs, and there was some fun little Dark Tower things. Like, oh, it's oh the shit they're singing about the fucking Ka and <laughs> Dark Tower shit. Like, wow, that's cool. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's too advanced. <laughs> I'm, I'm still stuck in the 80s. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you like advanced metal, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't... I like metal a little bit. Yeah. I don't know that I've really heard advanced new no, metal. No, like, you haven't. I, I don't think I've even like left the '80s on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe you'd maybe you would enjoy it. Maybe it's the music you've been searching for your life. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll just <laughs> hear this and go, "Oh my god!" and just switch my entire life to listening yeah. to music. You've just been yeah, just unlock your fucking brain to like the world of modern metal. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool. They're you know it's quality music musicians. I can't. I'm not saying that it's bad. I just it's personally, I don't know, man. I'm stuck in the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good, too good. 
All right. Well, thanks for the feedback. If you have anything else, uh, anybody out there, uh, send we'll it in. We'll eventually get to it maybe yeah, in a few weeks. It but. depends on my memory. So, uh, yeah, I feel bad because it's like, oh, it doesn't happen too often. I guess that's why I forgot because it's not like yeah. a regular thing where every week we do this right kind of so thing. yeah anyway i will append it to the the show that we recorded last week so it will at least come out in a couple of days instead of when this one that we're about to do comes out so yeah <laughs> uh. anyway uh so until uh get anything else to say to nick or no uh Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Adios. Thanks. <laughs>